Isn't this a sports show? Read it one more time. What, what is uh, it? Let me What's click the... on this so I can get the full thing. Yeah, what's I, the I, I had dot, dot, dot. Okay, here we go. P- uh, Push Pops Bubble Fidget Century Toys. Oh, well, come on. Okay, here we go. Start over. Yeah, uh, one breath, please. Up. One breath. Almost entirely. Push Pops Bubble Fidget Century Toys. Funny Relief Stress Desktop Game Soft Squeeze Toy Logical Reasoning Training Toys for Adults Children Among Us Blue. <laughs> This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Here we go. Sweetum Signatures, Magnetic Fingering, Magnetic Ring, Fidget Spinner, Toy Upgraded Hand Spinner for Stress Relief, Christmas and Birthday Gift for Kids, Friends and Family. Magnetic what? Take the show with you by listening on the Sports Radio 810 mobile app at 810whb.com or by searching for Almost Entirely Sports wherever you get your podcasts. That's for 50 bucks, you can get a dinosaur electric train set with remote control, smoke LED light sound, dinosaur world place at dinosaur track this is almost entirely sports on sports radio 810 whb it sure is it's nice to be back in the big chair with you here on this friday evening i'm joshua briscoe rudy salazar on the other side of the glass it's been quite a while actually since we've just had sort of a normal quote-unquote almost entirely sports although today won't be quote-unquote normal even for our usual fridays different guests line up all sorts of fun topics and a lot to unpack but rudy definitely had something quippy to say about three years i would say I thought that's where it was going to be, but you know, I, you keep, Rudy, you keep me guessing still after all these years. Every once in a while, I still don't know exactly where it's going to end up. I mean, you know, about three years. I mean, I, that, I would say, uh, what, three years, roughly the start of AES on 810? Yeah, something roughly. like that. Yeah, yeah so I think even longer, perhaps. About three years. Yeah, I'm not sure we were doing any normal any normal radio over on ESPN Kansas City either so I maybe mean, you know the when anytime you were doing sports night those were normal-ish yeah I don't know I I would never say that my greatest um that my greatest trait is is my consistency in doing normal sounding radio you know I think we bring a lot to the table I'm not sure that's at the top of our list uh but you know it, it, it's going to be a show where we are here in studio for three hours with you. Um, that has, has not been the case since sometime late last week, I guess. Uh, no, not even. Early last week. Yeah, I mean, and part of this has just been with the NBA playoffs and stuff. You know, The last month, obviously, been, uh, been a, and, you know, there have been other things popping up here and there, but the last month has been a little erratic. And then even last night, we had a show, but we were broadcasting live from Power and Light, yeah. uh, which was genuinely just such a such a fun time and such a cool day uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a bunch here tonight uh, as well I hope that that everybody and again it's it's weird now not being just like on the high of everyone finding out together and yet another big Kansas City and party down at PNL it's kind of strange to be here now in the studio and thinking, like, I hope everybody within the sound of my voice right now understands still what a big bleeping deal this is for Kansas City. Um, and, you, of course, you've, you've been hearing it over the course of the day here on Sports Radio 810. You heard uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas on with the program and Stern Petra just a little bit ago. And we'll bring you some more of the audio from last night. Some of it that we may have played during last night's show. Some of it we didn't have time to get to. I want to make sure. If you missed any, if you want to hear the 
shouting in our small studio down there uh, on the uh, just off the Casey live stage. You want to hear? You want to hear me yelling from there? Um, we, we put that up on the AES podcast feed after the show last night. Uh, sort of our World Cup selection day special, if you will. Uh, but this one tonight will bring you some of the highlights from yesterday, some of the implications of what this means going forward. And also we'll talk to uh, a couple of our regular favorite guests, just on our usual Fridays. Both Sterling Holmes and Mick Schaefer both uh, had other other things going on, other obligations. You know, the summer of Mick last year was a, was, was really something to, um, to, 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 to behold. Uh, the summer of Sterling genuinely makes me a little bit afraid. So I'm not I'm not exactly sure what the expectations should be for those two. Uh, but they're not with us tonight. Sterling has decided he is on a um uh, a golf trip. They're doing a, a tur- they, this is the first annual kind of uh him and buddies from college are doing like a tournament thing. Um so um they're going to play golf. They are going to play four rounds of golf in three days. T- that thirty six holes of golf on Saturday. That's a lot of golf, man. I just don't... I don't know if there's... I don't know if there's anything in my life that I would think... You know, I love being able to do this much of this thing, but if I could just do it three full times, that right, that's a good time. You don't want to sleep three times in a day. Eat, I guess, but you would expect to eat three times-ish in a day, right? But yeah, sometimes I only eat twice. Yeah, and that's and it's okay. Thirty six holes of golf in one day. Feels I mean, like playing, a lot. Playing around every day for three day, days is a lot. Thirty six holes in one day. But look, I mean, if we've established anything, um, Sterling Holmes is hashtag built different. I hope we kept the mustache for it. I feel like he'll you be did. better at golfing yeah. with a mustache. I think that's at this point empirically provable. That's what stats are for. Uh, but we'll talk about all the goings-on in Kansas City with our friend Harold Kuntz of Fox 4 here coming up in about an hour. And then we'll close out the week with Matt Verderam of Fansided. Uh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk to him at 9. And I don't know, we'll, we'll drift around the NFL world where the Chiefs are at right now. Of course, ask about what he thinks is going to happen with Orlando Brown Jr. So plenty of places that we'll be able to go over the course of tonight's show. Um, and uh, there's just a lot. There's a lot to cover, both within the sports news of the last couple of days, and also some true, genuine AES sorts of nonsense that we'll get to momentarily as well. Um, Rudy, have you tracked uh, Beards from the Grand Beyond? Sent this to us. I had seen it previously, and, and I believe now it's either completely done or all but the final matchup is done. Have you seen the uh, the bracket that the Ringer has been doing this week? I have not. I, I know of it, but I have not followed it, so I do not know uh, where, like, where they're at or anything like that. So they, they, I believe, all that's left now is the championship game. I've got all the results previously. They have done the Pixar character bracket, and I just, I know, I'll send you the link to the to the filled out bracket later on, Rudy. Whenever I don't look at it yet, because I think there, I want to know a few things before you see the results about kind of what you what you would do with this. There's some controversial. There are some controversial things happening here that I'm not personally very pleased with. I'm not going to say that's going to be three hours of the show tonight. I'm going to warn you that eventually we need to have this conversation because there's a lot to unpack here. I have seen. So if people don't know, this is uh, this is happening because of the movie Lightyear, which is coming out th- now. Might be actually out now, I guess. 
Um, I think because I think it was this weekend, you know, technically, you know, Thursday night to Friday or whatever, right. you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, which also apparently is just causing all kinds of problems because a movie theater had to put up a sign saying, hey, just so you guys know, we've been getting a lot of complaints. Tim Allen's not in this movie because Tim Allen plays the toy Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and this is movie is not about the toy Buzz Lightyear. This movie is a is the movie that inspired the toy. Buzz Lightyear. They've had to put like warning they signs up. Put, they put up this like long paragraph, and you know, just like explaining for people who are upset. Hey, and also like we're just a movie theater. We didn't make the movie. I've learned almost. I saw the trailer for Lightyear. I've I've followed almost nothing else about it to this point. I see now. I've I've pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes sort of out of curiosity, and also because I frankly I couldn't remember which Chris is now voicing quote unquote real Buzz Lightyear. I believe that it was one of the um, one of the MCU Chris's. I couldn't tell you which one. Evans, I think it's right. Evans. It's not Chris Pratt. That much I'm I'm 100% confident of. Chris voice, Pratt's voicing I just, I sometimes, some other stuff, I think. Yeah, so he is, both Garf- he is both Garfield and Mario. Those, are, Yeah. Both of those, you which said I, again, really bothered me once more. I am here for the, uh, the start of the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. That ultimately is just going to lead to a Super Smash Bros. movie. We get a, we get a Mario movie. We get a Zelda movie. I mean, we already had Pokemon, right? Like, pretty soon, it's just all going to lead to a Super Smash Bros. movie. I'm totally good with that. I don't think I'm ready to hear Chris Pratt voice either Mario or Garfield. Such odd casting. Garfield, maybe. Maybe Garfield. You go back to Parks and Rec era. Chris Pratt. Don't think Chris Pratt can be a plumber? I don't think he can be Italian. Hey, has 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 Nintendo ever officially said he you know Mario's Italian? Who can say? Who knows? <laughs> I just want John Leguizamo. Is that who played Mar- Mario in the Super Mario movie? I have no idea. Like the live action one, which is one of my all time favorite things to watch. I mean, that movie is truly like. If it, it, it is like the decision was we're going to make a live action movie about a video game and have it be nothing whatsoever like like we are going to go as far away from this as humanly possible and it's just it's perfection it's genuinely one of the worst movies ever and it's great I'd like to briefly read you a paragraph from TheVerge.com about Chris Pratt being uh, being cast as Mario people were not movie. happy <laughs> This, one, this has layers to it, though, so stick with me through this paragraph. When asked to defend the casting of Chris Pratt, a white American man who is best known as the Guardians of the Galaxy's Star-Lord, as Mario, a denizen of the Mushroom Kingdom, previously voiced by a white American man of French descent attempting to sound like an Italian plumber from Brooklyn at the request of the character's Japanese creators, just so we're clear. He will be in the movie, by the way. They're just going to have him do something else, voice something else. I don't know. Who? What? The the guy who is the voice of Mario, oh. the actual voice, he will be in the movie. Um, he's, that, just, he's just not voicing Mario. The only the thing that I really enjoyed is that we have fictional character from a place called Mushroom Kingdom, who was originally voiced by an American of French descent, attempting to sound like an Italian from Brooklyn, at the request of the Japanese creators. Yeah. Really, Mario solved racism. 
I think. I mean, is is that too soon? Is that too much to say? Mario is the melting pot. Mario is the melting pot. That's exactly right. Mushroom Kingdom is the world. Think about it. What's Bowser? Capitalism. Nailed it. Anywho, uh, that's the... uh, See, it's just just do, doing the show, just doing the show, right? Just back in here, you know, just different. Sometimes you could go Chris Pratt like and all of a sudden, a boom, gearing up. We're on a, this is a three-speed bike, I would, uh, maybe. Five-speed, we definitely don't have 12 gears. No, no. I would say, I would say if we have five if we're, gen- if we're being generous. But we know how to ride it, and ride it well we do. I'm not even sure. I think which our best argument is that whenever we crash our five-speed bike, it's, it's funny. Yeah, I would argue it's that, that those are intentional decisions of us trying to uh, do a, a big stunt. Have you fallen off of some of the Disney Pixar movies in recent years? I I'm real, like, I never saw Toy Story four. I, I love animated movies. I've always loved it. Like I, this isn't. I'm not doing it on purpose. I just have missed some. Is I that getting old? I wouldn't say I've fallen off of them or anything, cause, but but I, I just I don't th- I think I'm in the same spot as I've largely always been for the last at least 15, 16 years where I, I, I see some of them every here and there. Right. But like I, I don't it, it's not necessarily seek out must watch for me. Right. It's it's kind of more of like uh, I saw the most recent one I probably saw was soul. But, you know, I watched that with my niece. Right. right. So it's, it's some of that stuff. Uh, so I would say I'm I, I for me I'm pretty much in the same spot, but that same that spot has just kind of always been lukewarm. I'm not against watching any of them. There's just usually always something else I would rather watch. Um, but I hear great things about Turning Red, so like at some point I I, I would like to check it out because I've just heard everybody say nothing but fantastic things about. But that it. was true for Encanto and yeah. for Coco. Oh, Encanto! I saw Encanto. That's the most I haven't one. seen any of the movies we've talked about in and, the last and, several minutes. And to be fair, Soul. Really, really good. Also heard it was very good, yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I, I, here's what I'll say. Every time I watch a Pixar, Pixar movie, I generally really like it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I don't ne- also don't necessarily seek them out. It's kind of more of a, I watch it if I'm over at my uh, you know my sister's house, watch it with the niece. Um, she's, you know, loves, obviously, the Pixar. She's got good taste. Smart. We don't, apparently. That's sort of where I'm right at Right now, now, she's on a Sneakerella kick. It's kind of like a. It's a. Boy, I uh, forgot that's a real thing, isn't yeah, it? So I remember seeing that online. Basically, a uh, you know a modern Cinderella story about a kid um, who obviously they they reverse it where it is a uh, you know a teen. I think I think he's a teenage boy, um, and his two stepbrothers who are both kind of jerks, and, <laughs> oh. and his stepdad is running okay. the shoe store mm-hmm. um, that his mom ran. Mom died. He's great at like designing shoes and stuff. I had to break it to my niece that in the movie there is the the equivalent of the LeBron James, right? Or I guess the Michael Jordan, really more because he has a shoe company, right? It's the billion dollar shoe company. He's like, yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, sorry, Scott, that's not a real basketball player. This is actually an actor playing, playing a basketball fake basketball thing. player. This person did not actually play in the NBA. Um, but anyways, he designs the shoes. Um, falls in love with the billionaire's daughter, and honestly. Smart move. Yeah, that's that's hold, the way to go. Hold on. Boy, I really thought we were going to start with the World Cup. Do you, I, I have not seen Sneakerella. I really think the biggest issue is this movie does, it for me, is the name. Yeah. Have you, did you watch it with her? Oh, yeah. Okay, so can I ask you, is the, um, is the, the sneaker former player magnate named, um, Darius King? Yep. So you don't know who played him. 
Um, I know you don't. No, because of what you no, just well, said. Well, so that's the thing. I meant like Darius King is not a real person. Like that's I, I do not know the actor who played him. It might have been a, a basketball player. But, the the but actor niece, who played him is John Sally, who is a former NBA, is an player. NBA player. Yeah, but my niece thought Darius King yeah, was an enough. NBA player, fair, and I, I had it. to say no. It's it's like LeBron James and, King, and, but, and, but and I did not know John, who the actor was though. John Sally him playing himself would not have quite the Jordan LeBron hey, sort of impact I understand that John Sally but, John Sally because there's also it's a little bit of a musical in there gotta hear John Sally throw down some bars John really Sally, yeah John Sally man pretty good job eight, eight out of ten I would say by performance by John Sally hey save it for the shot clock reviews don't we give that stuff away for free I guess we do give it away for free when we do it anyway. All right, never mind. Well, there you go. The more you know. Sneakerella, starring John Sally. <laughs> it's silly. Four-time NBA champion John Sally. Go John Sally. He's pulling up his basketball reference I win an Oscar for uh, Sneakerella. By the way, the, the sneakers that like are the sneakers of Sneakerella. Yeah. Honestly. They kind of suck. Mm. The whole thing is that he's great at designing sneakers, and he does some good work, but these specific ones are supposed to be, like, the cool ones. There's just a lot going on, and it's honestly just, like, a little too much. If we're being honest, it's, like, very specific to one little area of New York, and if you tried to sell those on the market, now I don't think they I don't think they'd do well. Okay. There's just a lot going on. Counterpoint. I'm looking at them right now, and I, I, I get it. Counterpoint. You're old. Yeah, but I don't think those shoes even exist like now. Like they're like right. Like the, it's you don't it see the a, vision. You don't see the future. I mean, maybe that's maybe we're that's old right. now. Maybe that could we're be the old. Case. We're not watching the new Pixar movies, but and I you don't, don't think the shoes in Sneakerella are cool. But I'm watching Sneakerella, and I don't see any kids out there wearing shoes. Like again, the the kid who's doing the, some design work in the movie beforehand, like his friend, uh, just has these uh, just like plain white shoes that he draws. Right, he does he draws on them just with some marks stuff. Great work. Does a great job designing these shoes, though specifically, a little too much. The other shoes he does, honestly, I think much better. These ones are just like a little too much. I think my niece could design better shoes. Is what I'm saying. Maybe, I think these shoes are designed like these shoes were designed by 40 year olds who think that this is what 15 year olds like. That's what those shoes are. I will say that is probably true. <laughs> I Thank do you. think you're onto something there. I think you're probably right. Thank you. I also think that right now I'm watching you just go through the stages of grief and trying to cope with the fact that you're now an old, old man who doesn't know what the cool kid's like anymore. Oh, I've known I was old for like seven or eight years now. I, don't, I thought you were going to say 15 or I 20 years. Like just, I couldn't tell you the hot, you know, is Bieber still a thing? Is Usher still kicking around? Remember Lil John? I was kind of hoping you would just keep saying names until you mentioned the name of somebody horribly problematic that you just never caught the story on. I will say this: oh, Did you see that? Did you see that Justin Bieber has face paralysis at the moment? That's not even a joke. <laughs> what? Yeah, did not see that. Yeah, nope. yeah, no. Biebs has like a, there's some sort of there's some sort of um, like nerve disease that he has right now that is like partially um, paralyzing his face. He put out like a video and That's... you can look at it and see like half his face isn't moving when he's talking. It's really, it's really weird. It doesn't seem good. That That's sad. Yeah. Man has a great voice. I want to hear him sing. I hope this doesn't get in the way of that. Um, can I just 
Well, thank you for this headline. No evidence Justin Bieber's facial paralysis tied to COVID-19 vaccine, experts say. Yeah, I, you know, somebody probably needed to write that headline, but I would have liked to believe that we could have been past that. Um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. It's a virus attacking uh, nerves in his face. Sounds like an NFL cornerback. Ramsey Hunt? Jalen Ramsey, you know? I would spend a first-round pick on Ramsey Hunt for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. I think that's a good... I think it's a good call. I am not Googling right now to see what the uh, source of this is named after. I assume that's the last name of two people that, like, discovered it or whatever. It feels like that's that usually how it goes. Like, yeah, the, that seems likely. In the medical field. Technically, it's or a neurological disorder. Possibly the name of, uh, uh, you know, the last name of the first person who was diagnosed with this mm, specific thing. Good point. One of those two, I would, I, I would, I would almost be willing to bet a ton of money that it is one of those two things. Also, there's a headline here, and then we can move on to anything else again. Um, doctors say Bieber should be fine, but may many heal slowly. So there you go. I hope he's okay. Thank you, Rudy. I just want Bieber to be happy. I bet he writes a great song about this, though. It's really hard for me not to try to follow you down that path to the point of us trying to write the lyrics for that song. And I feel like somewhere in there, it would have gone too far. It just would have, it just, we would have just either straight up just by overplaying it or by some joke that you would have ended up immediately rescinding. Or not rescinding, but ultimately knowing deep down I should rescind it. You should have. Right. But I just can't back. I just I publicly just can't back down in this moment. I right. just got to double down on it. Exactly. So anyway, um, a handful of other things. So we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the World Cup. We've also we I, I was out there for Chiefs practice and mini camps uh, a couple days ago, and then yesterday was the short day. Uh, I, I again we'll we'll talk more Chiefs with Verderam in a little while. In fact, I'll even warn you now, Rudy, I'm feeling like we take a nice quick time out here in this first segment and have plenty of time to bring some audio from yesterday because it was a tremendous day for the city. Uh, but ultimately, many camps now come and gone. Uh, we are waiting for St. Joe. It will be waiting quite a while, but also it's going to get here quicker than you think. Uh, but officially, like, the quietest time now in the NFL offseason. And uh, I think that at this point, the Chiefs would just like for it to continue being quiet for pretty much everybody. It's been a little louder than I think they would like it to be. Probably. But, like, for weird, weird reasons. Yeah, yeah, like, Tyreek like, Hill like Tyree leaving and then deciding he wants to be Howard Stern. Burn it all down yeah, on his way out. Really weird. Um, Frank Clark, an absence for minicamp. It is excused. The theories abound. He misses on his birthday, and then we find out that he's just Child waiting born, for the right? birth of his child. Yeah, that was that could have all been probably handled a little differently. But whenever Frank Clark isn't there, everybody gets nervous. Super normal reason. Totally fine. Hope everything there went well or is going well or whatever. Wish them all the best. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's mostly been that. There was no um, catastrophic injuries out of out of minicamp. Andy Reid didn't seem too terribly concerned about Trent McDuffie or Josh Gordon. Those are kind of the ones we were keeping an eye on. But ultimately, um, that all shuffles through. The finals end last night. There's a real implication there, not just for this show. And, um, again, Beards McFly, who has gone to a better place, which is what we call the zone. 
Um, his uh, his basketball team really just basically fails to show up in an elimination game and loses in the finals. You know, I just can't even imagine in vivid detail what Beards is going through. Um, I I can't even. I can't even begin to, to experience, you know, what that might have been like to um, to see your favorite team run out of the finals by a generational player who you simply had no answers for as your own stars really fail to show up in a big moment. As a Phoenix Suns fan, it's just, you know, I can't even I can't even imagine. As a Colorado Avalanche fan, I generally can't imagine because my team's great. The good news for you, Rudy, is that what what has truly been guaranteed right now is is you you could you're not even being offered this. I'm just warning you of like I'm looking into the crystal ball, and this is one of those things where you ask a genie for something, you you rub the lamp, and the genie pops out, and then you say what you want, and and the the phrasing of it actually ends up backfiring for you. I want everything I I like kind of the whole everything I touch turns the gold thing. Exactly. But now you've turned your entire family into gold. Exactly. Which is so pretty valuable when I, you think about it. I think what happened is that two years ago, either you, me, or Beards found a genie. And really altruistically, because may, maybe this is just us you know, looking out for each other, said, I wish for the favorite teams of all of us here for almost entirely sports. I want to see each of our teams in the NBA Finals over the next three years. And the genie went, okay, sure thing! Um, and so, you know, the Suns last year, the the Celtics this year, Rudy, I, I feel like at the very least, now that we have the pattern, we should be able to monetize this. Put the house on the Nuggets making the, the, con- the winning the Western Conference next year, getting the NBA Finals, and then losing the NBA Finals. It's a stone-cold lock. Did you see the guy, uh, he placed a bet, I guess at this point it would have been close to a year ago, um, and it, it, was a, it was a $100 bet, but it was not his money. It was, a, it was one of those, like, hey, here's a free $100 to bet, kind of like promo oh, sign-on sure. thing. Yeah. So he did a three-team parlay for the... Um, um, the Atlanta Braves win the World Series, the Los Angeles Rams win the Super Bowl, and the Golden State Warriors to no win the kidding. NBA Finals end up uh, winning. It was twenty-two thousand, like six hundred bucks, something like that. On a oh, on essentially a free bet. It was a hundred dollar bet, but it was a Good but it was grief. a here's here's a hundred free dollars for signing up to DraftKings or whatever. You uh. Not bad. You ride the high of that one for a yeah. while, huh? He was at the he was at Game Six uh, last night wearing a shirt that basically said, I don't remember specifically, but essentially said "losers cash out." Like I, he was obviously offered uh, the the chance to cash out early and make a little bit of money and not yo. Know, oh and he goodness. was just like, "No, nah, I'm rolling with this." Wow, that's terrifying. Good for him, man. I can't imagine how stressful this entire playoff must have been. Because he got two, and he got two out of three long, champions. That's such a long... Yeah, like, like you're, a you year. Are, you are talking about three sports titles, right? Like, you're going all the way back to last uh, October. Yeah, that is bonkers. Okay, well, we can take a break now and we come back and talk about soccer and the World Cup coming to Kansas City. We were very, uh, again, very Put all my money on USA. I'm not sure that's what I would do if I were you. But the good the news is, women's team. Uh, we're gonna have them compete in the men's World Cup. Get that dub. The good news is, you're gonna have still about four years to just sort of let that money sit there in your account. You know, place it now. Yeah, placing my life savings right now. Yeah, that's, on a bet 
that will not go into effect for four years. Yes, because that's a that's what you call in the industry a win win because one extremely unlikely that you're going to actually win that bet, but two. It'll lock up all of your your liquid cash for the next four years, even if a miracle happens and you do end up winning it. Gain interest, right? Is it like a bank? Yeah. Yeah. Sports betting is pretty much like a bank. You think they'll let me cash out in two years if they get a little nervous? Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, probably for just the probably just money back guarantee, I would think. Two day prime shipping. It's like Amazon. It's you know, there's no no chance of that one backfiring on you. Uh, let me go ahead and just this uh, just uh, piece of paper just appeared in front of me. Um, nothing ever said on almost entirely sports or anywhere near almost entirely sports should ever be considered financial advice, good, bad, or indifferent. Huh? Poof! It just poofed away again. Magical piece of paper just showed up for me to read and then went away. Anyway, Rudy, now that I've read that, I can tell you confidently, bet it all. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. I got two nuggets. I'm happy. Rudy got two nuggets, everybody. I got my my two nuggets. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, let's get back into the World Cup stuff from yesterday because truly just a tremendously proud, wonderful day for this city. Uh, again, if you want to hear all of the, the fun from last night, I would encourage you to, to go check out uh, last night's show. We podcasted it up on the Almost Entirely Sports podcast page. Uh, you can get that just wherever you get your usual AES podcast. We also talked to Daniel Sperry of the Kansas City Star. Uh, he covers sporting and the current and obviously is now getting ready to cover a World Cup for the Star. Uh, obviously, that's still quite a ways away, but uh, great to talk to him about the excitement of all of this and, and what Kansas City did to land this incredible um, honor, I guess. I mean, I think that's true. They've also, though, certainly earned it. There's there's a lot more to, to go through here, both from the people who really played the most integral roles in bringing the World Cup here to Kansas City, and then also just for what this is going to mean for this place for for decades to come it it's hard to overstate and I, I think that if if you're listening to this now perhaps as somebody who is not a a every time World Cup enthusiast or or maybe you haven't fully been swept up by sporting or the current or SKC2 or the Comets or soccer as a sport in America, you know, whatever it might be. If you're going, hey, you know, this is great, but I'm, what does this mean for me? Or, or, you know, maybe this just doesn't connect to me quite the way that it does for some others. The awesome thing is that you're about to have an experience in this upcoming World Cup in Qatar slash Qatar slash. Um, the place that had a whole bunch of atrocious human rights violations to get the World Cup there successfully. It's almost like FIFA's corrupt or something. One of those two ways, one of those three ways, I believe, is how you're supposed to pronounce it. I can't remember. It's Qatar, Qatar, or human rights violators. Blood money. Um, the numbers of just like, the, so now I'm putting the downer on what's going on in this year's World Cup, but like just the sheer amount of like human like loss and suffering that um, ultimately was just sort of written off to get their stadiums built and everything is not cool. 
So that's just a little, that's, that's one of those Google it if you're feeling like learning a little bit more sort of situations. But not the point of this segment. Because we're not talking about 2022. We're not talking about 2022. It's talking about 2026. 26. And, no, we're not you know, building in 26. We're not building new stadiums. Right. This is, this is the thing here. Obviously, across North America, you've got Canada, United States, and uh, and Mexico with locations. The majority of those being in the U.S. Um, and I will also say, again, one of the things that I think really stands out to me as a very proud Kansas Cityan from all of this, we again, we talked about this last night but this this to me is is when it really hit me because i was out there you know trying to get video and footage and audio from the people you'll hear from momentarily uh in our little press conferences and then organizing what was going to happen next and the show last night and all of that but for me it really wasn't until six o'clock a little bit after and things kind of started to settle down out at pnl um the, the program was over i had benny Philhaber on for them and uh and there was some time before we were going to be back on live at seven and around six i looked at my phone and on twitter saw the map of the cities that are going to be host cities in the 2026 world cup and I'll just rattle them off to you here. Top to bottom, left to right, whatever. Vancouver, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Guadalajara, Mexico City, Monterey, Houston, Dallas, Miami, Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York, Boston, Toronto, Kansas City. You can do this by market size or by national notoriety or by almost any metric you want just geography look physically look at the map i also know this is really grinding rudy's gears to make the math work on the maps here atlanta is in the central it's very funny to me that atlanta is in the central it's like it's one of those things like i don't really care but i just find it very funny i and i think what it is 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 further evidence that there were not it doesn't feel to me like FIFA was dying to pack out the middle of this country yeah. with World Cup locations. And yet, Kansas City makes the cut. Not Denver and not Cincinnati and not Nashville and not Chicago, although it seems like you know Chicago kind of withdrew mm-hmm. from the process. So who, who's to say what happens? I, I don't know. But every time I look at this map, I've gone back and looked at this in the last 24 hours, maybe a dozen times. Partially because that tweet's popping off, as the kids say. Popping TF off, as the kids say. And it's just breathtaking as an achievement for this city. Both the ramifications into the future, both as a bit of validation for the recent past in in doing everything within our power to, to claim the title of the soccer capital of America to a validation of this place as a sports town uh, of an American city that deserves to be on a map like this it's just tremendous and another element of it that I Maybe, maybe most people understand this, I, and I, I don't know, but it's something that the more I dwell on this part of it, 
the more absolutely tremendously excited I am about what this city is going to look like in four years. This isn't just like Kansas City hosting the draft, which is just around the corner. Or hosting a Super Bowl, which would, of course, be tremendous. And, and that won't happen until there's a stadium with a roof over it. We'll get back to what this means for Arrowhead here in just one second, because I asked Mark Donovan about that yesterday, and he had a really good answer. But this isn't merely the draft or the Super Bowl or, I don't know, a college football playoff game or any of that. The World Cup, I know this is very obvious by the name. The World, Club, the World Cup is global, truly global, and not international, which means like, ooh, multiple nations and everything. I, I mean that every, every corner of the globe, globes don't have corners, I know that too. Every, every degree, flat, so. so it does have corners. We're back. I was right the first time. The globe is fake news. Every corner of the map. I fixed it. There we go. Is going to have representation in the World Cup. Does every year. You, you are going to have nations, nations with their eyes fixed on Arrowhead Stadium for games that are going to decide the morale of a country for a period of time. I, I love the moments at at PNL when we've got our, our um, Big 12 tournament watch parties out there. Fan fest and all that, right? I, I love whenever you look up and you realize that that entire area has been taken over by absolute lunatics from Iowa State. And I don't even need to tell you that I mean that as a compliment, because if you're an Iowa State fan listening, you took it as one. You never heard lunatic and thought it was bad. Never. Never. I think it's a blast whenever that happens. What's it going to feel like when that is a country? And I, I, who knows what the international travel is going to be, uh, what, what the representation will look I have no idea. But it will be... Eyes of nations experiencing a whole bunch of Super Bowls all at once. And some of them are going to happen in Kansas City. Every, every time I go back through what the details of all of this can mean, I get more excited. It, it also, and again, if you missed any of um, Sren Petro's conversation with uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas... On the program today, go check it out in the program's podcast page. But it's not just tens of millions of dollars into Kansas City infrastructure, but it's also specific stuff like what they're going to be doing around Arrowhead and more uh, of the transportation to and from the stadium. It's it's the airport coming together in time. It is infrastructure things that this city will benefit from f for ages. And it's not, this isn't like, this isn't an Olympic Village situation where, where Kansas City is going to be the place that has to build a giant fake hill with a bunch of fake snow on it for a fake ski jump. Or this, this isn't, they're not, they're not digging up, they're not going to level Kaufman 
to put in Olympic-sized swimming pools that we'll never look at again. And this is one of the things for me that I've even had to kind of figure this out for myself. Like, hey, why am I, I, I am quite prickly to the idea of taxpayer-funded stadiums for professional sports teams. There, there, absolutely, there can be a local impact, but ultimately, every piece of meaningful research that into that shows that is not a, good, uh, not a good way for taxpayer money to be directed for the sake of those taxpayers. Also, we're talking about creating essentially a second home for billionaires. They should privately fund their own stadiums. That's where I genuinely come from on all that. But in this instance, we're, we're, we're talking about a facelift, an expensive facelift to Arrowhead. But things that will be beneficial to Kansas City on an infrastructure level well after this is passed. Not, not ghost stadiums that, again, very often are left behind just a few years after Olympics leave the countries they've been in. I don't know what's going to happen in these stadiums in Qatar or Qatar or... Um, massive, massive fraud and bribery. Whichever one of those ways is the correct way to pronounce that country's name. I don't know what's going to happen to those stadiums, but I imagine they're going to see their absolute heyday come and go very, very quickly. And uh, whoever's funding it is probably fine with that. I don't know. You got all the money in the world and it just sort of springs out of the ground. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But I'm excited for that for Kansas City. I'm, I'm excited for, for what it's going to be on the world stage for Kansas City. I'm excited for, hey, you might, be, look, it, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe somebody's going to want to travel uh, to the World Cup only to find that instead of going to Miami or Los Angeles or New York or Philadelphia or one of those cities that maybe you think of as being quintessentially... American from from beyond, right? Maybe they're gonna go. Oh, that! I was more excited to go to Miami or LA than I was to go to Kansas. I say this on purpose. It'll be on the Missouri side, but it's gonna be it, both. Obviously, both states are very much in on this one together. I'm excited for those people to get here and then to realize what they found. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't need Kansas City to be Los Angeles. But people are going to come to and then leave Kansas City with a completely new appreciation and understanding of what we can do here. It's and also, have done here. I just, it's, yeah, and even, uh, and this is more um, smaller scale sure. views, I guess, but like... There are a million good ways going, to look at this. There, there are going to be, if you're somebody who, you know, even if you're not super worried about what some person who's going to let's just say Germ germany let's say germany germany sure. plays a game here there's kansas city germany links obviously mm-hmm. I, I would say there's a chance that or croatia you know seems like this, this seem possible maybe if you're a kansas city resident you're not super worried about what some random Ger- german person who may never step into the city <laughs> really thinks about your city right but you know what might happen might be a, it might be a player on that german national team who all of a sudden is like you know what i like the facilities here mm. i kind of like this area one day I think I might come play in MLS. 
now all of a sudden Kansas City like is a place they're comfortable with instead of just the LA or just the New York, which is where a lot of those international guys go because it's the cities they know. They know New York, they know Miami, they know LA. Like, they, and come they, meet Kansas City. There are going to be a handful of of great soccer players who get to see the city, yeah, who may one day play in MLS. And because they know of Kansas City, like if you're somebody who's just looking at even strictly from a sporting KC point of view, like it, it's just, uh, you know, it's it, it, like there are so many good things that can come from this, right? The, again, things that we will benefit from before the World Cup, yep. hopefully, if things, if, 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 if construction gets done yeah. on a timely manner, and certainly things for, you know, years to come afterwards. Yeah. Without putting a ridiculous amount of money into building it all right the the things that are really going to cost money to build are things are infrastructure things we just need right arrowhead is not going to be because we're not building a brand new stadium right renovations for sure right but even on that scale much smaller than the last time we did a renovation the the airport the airport was going was was happening already yes the streetcar public transportation stuff was happening this can just be a catalyst for some of those things um, you always yeah, needed a really new airport exciting, at some point. Yep. This is just the thing that maybe made it happen when it happened, right? Yeah. Like, let's get this going now. I'm very excited about all of this. I, I genuinely hope people here are too. I, I mean, I know everyone who is who is out at the announcement was over the moon. I, I really hope that this permeates throughout the city because uh, if it hasn't gotten you now, within the next four years, I, I really think it will, and I think that's tremendously exciting. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. It's my favorite old movie, Blowing Out with the Wind. Rosebud. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Obviously, the World Cup coming to Kansas City is the big story of these last couple of days. It also makes this very, very easy. We love to uh, to give an award to somebody uh, as the uh, the winner of the Ruback Fine Jewelry. Who gets the ring of the week? Well, in this case, it's got to be everyone who played a part in bringing the World Cup to Kansas City, from uh, Kathy Nelson and Catherine Holland to the entire crew on both sides of the state, on every angle from every political party. I'll tell you what, the only thing that I've ever seen this much of a consensus for in my life is that every single person who has seen fiance Renee's engagement ring, they've all been on the same page. And if you're shopping for an engagement ring or just a really nice piece of jewelry for a, a loved one, go to Ruback Fine Jewelry. They've been serving Kansas City for more than 100 years. There were I went when it was time to get a custom piece for Renee. You can get a custom piece on a custom budget. Keep your flexibility. Talk to Hal at Ruback. He'll set you straight. He did that for Renee and I. He'll do that for you as well. So go check out Ruback Fine Jewelry right here in Kansas City at rubac.co. That's ruback.co to get yourself an appointment, get yourself set up, and get yourself there with Ruback. I promise you'll be glad you did.